When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To be in that room in that raffle, it was clear very few people were interested in breaking rules. (laughs) I mean, this one guy came up to Bert and said, you have to stop doing this. I have a raffle budget. (laughs) And and Bert was like, f*** your raffle budget. (laughs) That's not what the point of a raffle. So we met a long time ago. How long ago, Jason? Um, Jeez, we're, 25 years. Well, I've only been with Bert 23. So probably 23. Okay. But there was those two years we dated. Me and you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot right. about that. Totally. About that. Yeah. How do you know Bert? I've known Bert, uh, I guess, just through stand up. Yeah, everyone knows Bert. No, but I mean, like, is that how you met him? Because I think so. Yeah. I you think I obviously just... were friends. And then your ex wife was an exec that oh, gave that's Bert a what job. It was. That's what it was. Is that what it was? Yes. 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 We, we, were, out, we were out here probably at the same time trying to get jobs, doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then my ex-wife, Marnie, mm-hmm. hired Bert on a show. Mm-hmm. Bert, was it the X show? The X show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we did a couple, I did a couple of comedy bits on that show and I met Bert there. That's it. Yes, okay. yes, yes, I, yes, could, yes. I didn't know because I met you as already knowing Bert. Yeah. Right? So I didn't know the origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, you know, it's like, it's, it's hard because it's like, uh, you guys are people that I wish I saw more. Same. But then you just don't, you just go your own way and then you have kids and then, you know, Bert tours. So I, I don't even know when he's in town or when he's not. And, uh, and then this year was great. Um, uh, what was really nice was to see all your successes, like to see the movie come out mm-hmm. and then kind of reconnect with Bert over that and, or, you know, have like a reason to come out, see him. And right. so that was really special to me. Well, one of the things about you is that Bert has, you're one of the people in Bert's life I feel like is always there that we never see. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> like you're always there. as at, Meaning like you're like one of his brothers or cousins or yeah. like that. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, yes. Every time the two of you get together, it's like you saw each other yesterday. Uh-huh. And I remember the first time we went to your and Marnie's house, um, your relationship was so cool because I was like, they clearly have some of the same brain parts and Bert's brain is not normal. Yeah. And I don't think your brain is normal either. No, no, no. And I think that not normal brain to me, I think is just amazing. Yeah. But for people outside, sometimes it's confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that, that, and that was a big, big challenge being married too. It's like whatever I wanted to do wasn't what seem like the people my age wanted to do. Right. So like specifically like when, I don't know, towards the end of my marriage, like I wanted to like go out and like shoot content and, you know, she wanted to have like a grown up life and hang out with her friends and drink wine and stuff like that. And that was hard for me. Yeah. 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 So my apologies, Marnie. Um, but, uh, well, but Marnie's lovely. She's I, the best. I always enjoyed Marnie. I've, I thought she was yeah. a great girl, but I could, you could see not that I could see the disconnect, but when the disconnect happened, yes, it made sense to me because right. I was like, Jason's like Bert. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's 
I don't know what it is about me that goes, that's freaking amazing. I don't want to do that per right. se, yeah. but you go have fun and I'll yeah. go do this. And from time to time, we'll have wine with friends. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, enough yeah. for me. It's not enough for a lot of people, I think. Well, like I really related to, I, I know you guys through the stand-up specials. Uh-huh, yeah. So like <laughs> when he was telling the story about um, the school auction, uh-huh. uh, stories like that, like I really related to those. I'm like, oh my God, I feel the same way at those auctions. Like- you feel like a, like a bit of an outsider, like yeah. you are there and you, you know, you don't feel like a grown up or whatever. Yeah, he definitely felt that way. Yeah. And that, um, that, uh, wine raffle story is 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> it happened when I was in first grade, I was in third grade uh-huh. and it, this is the way my brain works is I go, okay, we're separating who we could be friends with from who we could not be friends with by how they react in this situation. Uh-huh. So I watched the crowd <laughs> and I very quickly went, those two, those two, those two, I'm talking to. Everybody else does not understand right. my husband, my relationship, the context of comedy, and and I just am not going to reach to them. Right. If they end up over here, fine. Yeah. But these three couples I'm talking to because Sandy, who's one of our closest friends, was practically going, do it, Bert, do it. And had just met him, <laughs> right. like barely knew him yeah. and was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. And I was like, okay, talking to her. And then my friend Kathy's husband was getting the biggest kick out of this. It was major shenanigans yeah. happening. And, you know, there's people are so kind of uptight. I just wrote a letter to a, one of our, one of Isla's friends, uh, is going off to this retreat and they asked all the adults in his life to write him a letter. Yeah. Like, this is who I see you to be and this is what I hope for you. And I said to him, you know, one of the things that's great about him is that he has never been afraid to break the rules. Yeah. And so many people are so afraid to break the rules. Yes. And the only way you can really, I think, learn yourself and be completely fulfilled is to break some rules. Uh-huh. You know, People are comfortable breaking more than other people. Yeah. But you got to break some of them. And to be in that room in that raffle, it was clear very few people were interested in breaking rules. (laughs) I mean, this one guy came up literally to Bert and said, you have to stop doing this. I have a raffle budget. (laughs) And and Bert was like, fuck your raffle budget. (laughs) That's not what the point of a raffle. He was trying to buy some stuff. Well, he was mad because Bert, I'm not joking. Bert won every prize except one, and I won that prize. That <laughs> right. was not made up. That was completely true. Right. And he, like, first thing he won was earrings, and yeah. they were like, what are you going to do with those? And he was like, and just going to put them in my ear. They're big hoops. I still have them. So, How much did you spend that night? I think it wasn't much. That's. <laughs> oh, was it? It was what he said. It was like 650 bucks or something. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah, because oh. they, they had a goal of like 700 bucks and they'd only <laughs> raise like 40 bucks and right. I put in 20. Right. So. Well, it's not that much at all. It I thought it was much. like 7,000. No, 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 no. It was, it was really low key. You got to come over to our school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what school you're in. Maybe you tell me later. Why? What is it ridiculous? Oh, I, let's just say I don't participate in the raffle. <laughs> that is a maniacal laugh. Is it evil? Is it, are they well, sacrificing no, it's like, children? It, it's a funny thing when you go to a private school and then you pay so much money where you're like in debt and you're like, I, I don't know if I can afford this anymore. 
And then you get like a letter like, and we also need a, do a donation or, and then, you know, who wants to bid on this trip to Cabo? Yeah. And it's like, wow, you guys need more money. Like, okay, can we edit it out? Can <laughs> you tell me what school? I figured. Yeah. Are you going to have more kids, do you think? Yeah. Kids yeah. are the best, aren't they? It, it, it really is the best. And I'm not like a sentimental like guy, like too sentimental or mushy gushy, I don't think. But uh, it, it is the best thing you'll ever do. Isn't it? Yeah. Better than my money or success or... Um, and in how they surprise you is like, uh, it's amazing. Like my son's done everything that I wish I did in my life. Your son's awesome. Oh, thanks. So he He's is fun. how old? 17? 17. Yeah. Okay. So he and Isla are the same age. Yeah. So is she applying to schools? <sighs> yeah, he is too. Let's change the subject. Uh, Isla is, uh. What do you think of college? I don't have a degree. I did okay. Yeah. Yeah. You did great. It Bert, took Bert seven years to get a bachelor. <laughs> So oh, yeah, the Rolling Stone article. <laughs> should I say anything else about how we feel about college? I mean, I went to college. Yeah. How long did you go for? Four years. Yeah. But, you know. Um, what were you studying? First two years I was studying psychology. Yeah. Second two years I was studying finance. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to do either. What <laughs> yeah. the hell am I doing? Yeah. And I didn't want to just go one because I needed one more year to get a degree either way because yeah. they were so very different. Yeah. And I went, screw it. I'm moving to New York. And that's what I did. And then what'd you do? In New I studied York. acting. Started you you were acting? I studied acting. Yeah. I'm a Meisner trained actor. And then while I was acting, I started writing. Yeah. Like one act plays and uh and producing and acting in my one act. And yeah. then I got really weary of living in New York. I um New York wasn't I never found any friends. I never found my people there. Yeah. And it's so hard to live there. Yes. You know, when you don't have some kind of like rechargeable community, you yeah. know? So I, I kept, went to the same thing. I lived in New York did? like that. I had good friends, but I didn't have enough money to live. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? So I had to move. I had to move here. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. I moved here. And once I got here, uh, I was like, acting's not for me. I'm just going to focus on writing. So I wrote before I met Bert. I wrote, I had eight screenplays. And, and what, what clicked in your brain where you went, oh, I don't want to be acting anymore. Did something go like, I just don't like memorizing the lines or no I know exactly what it was I did not have that thing that said that part's mine I went oh you'd probably be good at that you should do that it's not worth me getting all upset and nervous and and anxious so I worked for one director every project she did I would work for her in little small bit roles but I was like I'm not auditioning I don't like this I'd much rather write yes because the writing I felt like I could say what was happening and then give it to somebody. Whereas acting, someone else was telling me what was happening. Yes. And then I would go, well, that could be interpreted the way I do or the yeah. way she does it. And she's prettier, thinner, funnier, happier, nicer, blonder, brunetter. You fill in the blank than I am. So you do it. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, what yeah. my brain did. So I was like, this it's is funny, isn't it? You need, you need like a heavy dose of narcissism to, uh -huh. to be an actor. I think so. And, um, and I don't know if I've always had that either. I, like, I, there's, I think I'm more like you where I'm kind of like, eh, my friend's doing a movie now and he's like, oh, I want you to be in it, you know? And I was like, okay, if you want me to be in it. And I, and I said to him, I was like, you probably could get like a much better actor. You know, like that's how, that's how I think too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, um, and then as, as, as we get older too, it's like, um, like this, mm -hmm. it doesn't provide the same, um, kind of like high it once did maybe mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, 
What does provide the same high? You know, just like uh, having a roof over my head. Yeah, right. <laughs> or having money in the bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that and that's probably why I went into YouTube too, because I was like, I was totally broke. Um, I made a couple of movies and they didn't do anything. And um, and I was like installing speakers and I was like, I was like, I I, I just have to, I just want to live. Like I just wanna I just want to live. Just want to pay my bills. I just want to pay my bills. That's yeah. all I want. Like yeah. I don't care. Uh like I would work at Starbucks if it could, you know afford my kids. Uh -huh. And, uh, and so then that's why I got into YouTube. Cause it was like, um, I saw how much money my friend was making and, and he was like, Oh, you could, you could totally make that. And I was like, really? And, uh, and then sure enough, you know, it, it happened, you know, you did. Yeah. Let me say this. You could not just work at Starbucks because you were too creative. I see what you're saying about the humility of it, but I think that you are so creative. I, what I've known you to be is an amazing collaborator. Oh, yeah. Right? You're really good at sitting what I've watched you do with Bert when you've worked with Bert on stuff <laughs> is have no ego at all about yeah. the project yeah, 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 yeah. and just want the best Those project. are the best people. A hundred percent. Those are the best people. Like um, I talked to somebody from Curb Your Enthusiasm yesterday mm -hmm. so, and they were helping me with something. And like, you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe you're like talking to me. Like I can't. And just the way they go about it, there's like no ego, just like, oh, and, and, and I might not be the right person, but I'll lead you to the right person. Or like, um, and, and Bert's that way. Bert's like so, totally. gen so generous with his, um, his compliments or his time. Um, and th those, and that's how you really need to be like, let's, uh, and, and, and don't we, don't we just hate all the people that are like, this is mine. And yeah. And that was why I didn't like stand up for a long time yeah. because it, it, at that time, probably a lot of the guys that I didn't like, they made it and they're probably better now. Hmm. But at that time it was like, nobody had made it. Everybody was broke and it was very like me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. And then when I got into YouTube, I was like, I felt like there was no one like me. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was like really refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. It was your lane. You yeah, it was a, my lane. Yeah, yeah you yeah, found yeah. your lane. Yeah. It's awesome when you find your lane, isn't it? Things just start happening kind of effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, when you're in the right place. And then you wrote eight screenplays? I did. Are you trying to get them made now? No. No? I, no. I haven't looked at them in years. Um, they were all rom-coms. They were? Yes, they were. One got made. It's terrible. What was it called? Because they rewrote it. It's called The Biggest Fan. And I love the premise of it. I and like I I've love heard of the that. script. Oh, you haven't. Trust me. Um, oh, Patton Oswalt had a movie called Big Fan. Probably. Okay. Yeah, this is The Biggest Fan. Okay. Uh, Disney almost bought it. Okay. If Disney had bought it, we would have been like, But it was made. It was, was made. Was there anybody in it that I would know? Um, Jesse Metcalf. Jesse Metcalf. Yeah. Sure. He was in it. He Great. was, uh, the, it was about a, a girl in Iowa and, uh, a Justin Timberlake type boy band front man. Yes. That, like comes dismantled on tour and steals his tour bus and drives off into the cornfields of Iowa and what crashes. They, what did they pay you for the script? I don't remember. God, that was like 25, 26 years ago. Not, not a lot. But that's that must have been really exciting. It to, was amazing to, to get that made. And then from there, what happened? It was amazing. From there, uh, we had four more scripts that were optioned. Nothing ever happened with them. I started getting offers to like develop for. I had one offer from Sony to develop a southern novel into a screenplay. And then we, I was writing with a partner. We got offered to write a thriller for Showtime. And we started writing the thriller, which I didn't want to do. I mean, yeah. That's not my headspace. I don't like scary stuff. Yeah. But we took it because we she she talked me into it because it's a job. Yeah. And I couldn't 
finish it. I actually gave her my half of the money back and went, I can't, I can't live in this. I'm not sleeping. It's, I'm too disturbed. Yeah, I don't like horror either. I can't, I couldn't do it. Um, but in that time period when all that was kind of moving, I wrote a pilot that I'd, I like actually raised all the money I was going to produce this, this gorilla shot pilot all on my own. And in the middle of that is when I met Bert and, you know, Bert and I got pregnant when I was on the pill. And so we weren't really expecting, we were, we were moving toward like getting married and all that stuff, Yeah. but we weren't expecting to have a kid that was completely unplanned. Yes. So when I got pregnant with Georgia, I also got very morning sick for like six months. Uh-huh. And then, so the pilot fell apart cause I was ready to go and then got totally morning sick and also had a day job. And also Bert moved in with me and was totally broke. I mean, yeah. Bert had, couldn't have paid his rent for the month next month. If he hadn't moved in with me, yes. he would have like, he had no money. Yeah. So life just took a sharp left turn and I have no qualms or problems with that because of the way I got, pregnant i believe that was like divine uh-huh you know because i wasn't planning it we weren't being careless mm-hmm. we were being adults and it happened anyway so then yeah. to, in my mind you go well then this is where i'm supposed to be going now right so i just put everything aside because clearly we couldn't have Bert's career and you know i tried to write after i had kids and it was torturous because the way I wrote in the past was I would write for like eight, 10 hours a day, five or six days a week. It was just me. Yeah. So when you have a baby, you can't do that. No. So your creativity would get started and then it's time to breastfeed somebody. Oh, <laughs> I, I like, do it now. I got, fuck that. I, I, I'm like, um, I was working yesterday and then in the middle of the day I had to go to Calabasas mm-hmm. and, and go to a volleyball game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Yeah. And then you go through that thing where you're like, like I went to this thing yesterday where she was like, can you come to the game in Calabasas? And I was like, yes. She's like, that way I don't have to take the bus. And I was like, uh, she, that way she doesn't have to stay yeah. for the varsity game. Yeah. And then she can come home, get her homework started, yeah. shower, makes her day like way better. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. Sure. Yeah. And I love to watch her play. Sure. So we go, we watch the game. So fun. Can't think of anything more fun than watching her play. And then we go to leave and it's like, it's like an hour and 15 of traffic. Like coming oh home, God. like, and then, then there's that thing in my head where I'm like, I'm not saying this, I'm not verbalizing this to her. And I'm just like, God damn it. Why did I do this? Why did I agree to come out here? I didn't do any work today. I didn't get anything done. I didn't make any money today. And just that, that battle back and forth, um, as a parent, it's so hard. Cause when you're with them, you're like, God, I gotta be working. And when you're working, you're like, my kids. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's that, that, that's my biggest struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's why I can't wait for them to grow up. Well, you know, <laughs> I have one out, one on the way out. Yeah. Wait, how I, old are they? Are they? George is 19. Yeah. I was 17. 17. And which one worked on the tour? Both. Both. They both went on Do the they tour. like it? One of them worked. Oh. The other one work adjacent. She she sort of worked. Isla does not have the fortitude Georgia has. Georgia oh. was like first one up out the door, ran all day long, last right. one in the bed. Awesome, amazing. Couldn't have been a better PA. Yeah. Isla could do that at like 50 to 70%. Yeah. She just doesn't have that kind of stamina. She has migraines. Yeah. So she had a couple days where she was like, nope, can't do anything because it's migraine. And yeah. then she got sick on the tour, like legit, like sick. Yeah. Um, the t- t- tour is rough. Tour's rough. It's a lot. <laughs> it's um, rough. It's a lot. And especially for a kid. It's a lot, but they loved it. Good. We had so much fun. Um, 
Georgia in particular had someone, and she brought her friend Daisy. Uh, they went last year and this year and are planning to do it next year. Oh, they great. just loved it. So, so yeah, I see the future. And now, you know, I've always been like a business partner to Bert. Yeah. But until last year, Bert had an assistant and a tour manager, and that's it. And now we have 12 employees. And so in March, we decided they needed a boss, <laughs> and Bert's not Bert's not boss material. Right. So I really started working here. I mean, even though I've been his, you know, business partner and creative partner and I've produced his specials with him and I've done, I've worked with him mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. I've never worked in this capacity before. And part of it is really, it's that pull you're talking about because until March, I put everything aside to be present for my kids mm -hmm. and for the partnership I have with Bert in, in that whole 360 and the husband, the best friend, the creative partner. But so I haven't had that struggle like you're talking about until March. And now March comes and I'm like, oh, I want to pick her up from school today. Yeah. But I have a really important Zoom call that will make us money. Yeah. So I can't do that. So now I have to send somebody else and I feel so bad. Yeah. And even though she's riding home with someone who she likes and is enjoying talking to and there's no problem, I feel bad. And, you know, I'm not home till six or seven o'clock a lot of nights. And that's not normal for Isla. And yeah. her sister's left. Yeah. And her dad's never home. And now her mom's down here for mm. hours. And I just feel really bad. She's 17. She's. She gets she's it. She's grown up. It's. I feel bad. I know. I know. Someone said this to me once. They say guilt is a useless. Uh. It's a useless feeling because no one can feel it but you True. and you, you can't relay that to her Yeah, and you being guilty. And as I say this to you, I need to say it to myself, but um, yeah, that is, but, and there is nothing like you get in the car and you pick them up and mm -hmm. they tell you something about their day. Or I get this a lot with my fiance now. She'll be like, um, she'll tell me like some insane piece of gossip that Charlie <laughs> told her, but not me. And mm -hmm. I'll be like, which is more about, I think, my fiance being a woman than like maybe she doesn't tell me stuff. So I miss out on stuff like that sometimes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, probably more about her being a woman. Yes. It's great that they get along with your fiance really well. They get along amazing. That's great. But my fiance, she's, she's incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. She just like she goes to the mat for Charlie, like anything Charlie wants or like just, you know, really, it's been, it's been really great. I was worried about that. And yeah. so now it's like when Charlie leaves, she's like, I love you, Naveen, you know, you're like. That's oh awesome. Oh my God, that's so nice. It's amazing. You know what? I had a stepmom. You did? I did. My parents divorced when I was seven and my dad didn't marry my stepmom until I was 19, but they were together from age eight yeah. until I was about 21. How was that? Uh, it was a godsend. Was it? Yeah. And why so? Because she loved me because she chose to. Uh, your parents have to yes 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 she yeah. chose to that's so sweet she didn't have to have the relationship with me that she had it wasn't required yeah she chose it and that makes a child feel very different it doesn't discount how your parents love you it, that's, it's not there it's just apples and oranges yeah really and so she's even though my parents she and my dad divorced when I was 21 I'm 53 she's still very much in my life my kids call her Grand Jan. She's just amazing. And she still chooses to be here. And it's such a different ping on your self-worth. 
Yeah, yeah. Well said. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's a really different feeling. You know, I know my dad loves me absolutely unconditionally, but he should. I'm his kid. Yeah. But she, she, yeah, it's really special. So, so she's not with your dad anymore. No, no, they she haven't still been. Is in she's your remarried, life. has her own kids with her second husband. And uh, we have, a, I have a great relationship with her kids. Um, my dad had a hard time with that for a little bit. But I kept saying to myself, uh, she raised me. You know, she's yeah. there from eight to 21. It's not like she showed up and she, Every birthday party I had, she planned. Yeah. You know, she, my mom was very inconsistent and very um, difficult. Uh, she and I have very difficult relationships. So Jan really stepped in and did, you know, the homecoming, the prom pictures, the let's get your hair done. She was that mm. relationship. So, and I didn't have that with my mom. So I can't just throw that out, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not willing to, selfishly, I guess, not throw that out because my dad was like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Where's your loyalty lie? Well, that would be, that would be very cruel to your dad's um, girlfriend for you to just close the door like that. Yeah. Well, it would, if you have a relationship. Like yeah, that, yeah. It was cruel to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to. And did your mom remarry? My mom's been married six times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, she's currently single. I don't have a relationship with my mom. My mom's got some stuff. Why does people, why does somebody get married six times? I, sh I mean, I should talk. I'm going to get married twice, but because, t in my opinion, what for happens? my particular mom, is she has a borderline personality disorder. Oh, and That's she needs my somebody. Opinion. When you have a a borderline, uh, the type of disorder I believe my mom has is narcissism as a disorder. Yeah. So anytime anyone goes against what she thinks or feels, they actually she feels like like it's life threatening. Uh, so she has to get get rid of them, uh, cut them out. So her marriages are very short and sweet. Uh, she was married to my dad for 10 years. And I think this disorder developed during their marriage, probably it was from childhood trauma. And, you know, you get through and as you start maturing, I think things start falling apart mm -hmm. for people mentally. Um, again, she's not been diagnosed. This is just my opinion based on being in therapy for a long time and reading a lot about it. Yep. Um, people with borderline usually don't get diagnosed because they don't think anything's wrong with them, mm -hmm. you know, because they're protecting themselves with that disorder. Right. So. I want to know about, I want to know about uh, vacations. What do you mean? I don't know. You guys seem like you'd be fun on vacation. I don't know. You guys seem like you'd be fun on vacation. Me and Bert? <laughs> yeah. We're fun all the time, Jason. Oh, all the time? Oh, we're always fun. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of work to be done around here, but. Well, I work a lot. Bert has a lot. Well, Bert works a lot, too. <laughs> Bert works a lot, too. On vacation. We have so much fun on vacation. <laughs> is, there, is there a blur line with Bert because you don't call what he does work? <laughs> well, he thinks, yeah, he, well, you know, it's hard to look at his life and go, boy, he's working hard. Well, he's got to remember the set. That's probably yeah. challenging. No. 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 Oh. I think he's been doing it so long. Oh, does he just make it up as he goes? Oh, yeah. He doesn't have like, he has like bullet points of what he wants to talk about, but it's right. not necessarily in an order. Right. right he just right. kind of wings it. He's one, he's a savant, I swear. Yeah, he is. He's it's a funny guy because uh, he comes off as if you first meet him, you're like, maybe this guy isn't so bright. But then he's so like, so smart, almost autistic in certain categories, like yes. things that he knows about. He's like a comedy nerd. Yep. Which you don't expect. Yep. He is an expert in whatever it is he's interested in. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. is not interested in legal contracts or no. 
or balance sheets or Are you good at that? Uh-huh. Oh, you got it. That's, Remember that's two good. years of finance. Oh, that's good. So yeah, he's not good at like minutia if he's not interested in it. Right. He it doesn't even exist on the planet if he's not interested in it. Damn. He is very what's really interesting is that in high school, he almost didn't graduate high school. He was like a C student. But they gave them, I guess, uh, kind of an IQ test, and he tested in the top 20th percentile in the United States, <laughs> but could barely get out of college in high school. I think that's your next movie. Right? <laughs> like Bert as a genius. He is kind of a genius. I think that'd be really funny. Uh, he's oh, you should do like Back to School. That would be good. Oh, we've talked about remaking Back to School. You know what his cousin said he should remake? How funny is this? Flashdance. Oh, Wow. Yes. That's a great idea. But Bert is Jennifer Beals. Oh, just like shot for shot? Yeah. That's really Not really funny. shot for shot. Not shot for shot. But, no. but like he's like actually Jennifer Beals or he's like Bert, like the guy that becomes a dancer. The guy that becomes a oh, dancer. Oh, I see. I see. I see. The guy that's working in a steel mill and, and wants to be, uh, dance for Joffrey Ballet and he's yeah. going to work for it or whatever the equivalent of that would be that would be possible for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's hysterical. I've been watching a ton of uh, Tim Heidecker stuff. I don't know. Tim so my Bert knows who he is, but my brain went there to be like, because that's how I'm thinking. Because all I do is go to sleep and watch Tim Heidecker. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like crazy. He's a crazy comedian. He's like really good. Like he'll like he had like a movie show, so he like reviews. It would be on Adult Swim, and I don't think they do it anymore. But he's like does a movie show, and he hates the guy he reviews movies with. So they'll actually like oh, look at funny. movies. So it's like they have they hate each other, and then. This crazy, so they have this like it's like a Siskel and Ebert type like parody show, but then he also creates a show on the show called Decker, which is like a CSI Miami but shot really bad. Hmm. So then that becomes part of the show, and then he murders somebody. Oh my god! And the show becomes like an actual C-SPAN trial. It's called On Cinema. You should watch it. It's unbelievable. How crazy! And, and there's also moments where it's like not funny at all because you're just like you're just watching like a trial how how incredibly creative and i and it's one of those things that i can't believe more people don't talk about it or know about it but now i like it's it's come up on my algorithm and i'm like oh my god i can't believe i missed this because it, it happened like 10 years ago i think how crazy like five. yeah i'll have to check it Ask out Bert about tim heidecker i think he knows Bert, Bert oh, knows who Bert he knows is. everybody yeah, and yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really? sorry. So we got off track there, but Flashdance, what other movies would you cre recreate with Bert? With Bert? What other, Go what, back what to are, school. Yeah. Back to school would be great. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah. Why don't you do Caddyshack with Bert, Bill Burr, uh, Tom, do it with all of them. That, that would be a great idea. That would be sick. Yeah. It would be fun. I'm surprised I haven't seen Tom in, in more movies and stuff. I guess he's been in a couple. Segura? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he's not. In I mean, they have one movie set up at Sony now that we're just kind of waiting on the strike. The two of them together. Oh, the, to the, oh yeah. Bert mentioned he had something yeah. with Tom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's exciting. I don't know why Tom doesn't do more movies. You know, doing movies is interesting when you are touring at the level they're touring. Right. Because, why, how so? Uh, there's an enormous, enormous financial difference. So to stop down for three or four months and and work at the price that they would work for to be in a feature film. I see. Financially is really dumb. Yes. Like massively dumb. Yes. So it has to really be uh, strategic. Yeah. You know, to do a movie, it would have to be something that really was very meaningful in their overall career. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if someone really wanted to be a movie star, then 
they'd need to work on movie after movie after movie to kind of build that up. And it would be a huge financial shift. Mm. Um, because much like music artists, you know, these days, musical artists make the bulk of their money in live tours. Mm-hmm. It's the same with comics. When you get to that level, mm-hmm. um, the level that Tom and Bert are at, that's, it's a lot. What do you think of movies and TV nowadays? Is there stuff that you watch that you like? Oh, yeah. I like The Morning Show. I was just watching The Bear. The Bear's great. Amazing. I love those actors. Such great characters. Each character is so round and yummy and delicious. And um, There's no no comedies, though. No comedies. No rom-coms, either. No rom-coms, yeah. Mm -mm. And I miss the rom-coms. That's all I wrote. I wrote eight rom-coms. Are people just, like, too smart to, like... It's a good question. Are people too smart? I heard I heard Conan say something on a podcast. It was really smart. He goes, uh, he goes, he goes. Oh, like he saw. There's like a he saw a clip on TikTok, and it's a guy, and he like he like falls off a truck, and it. But and he's like, I I, I couldn't, I, we couldn't write anything that funny. Mm. He's like, and now it's just like every day, like you're seeing that, right? And I was like, oh, that was interesting to hear Conan say that. He's like, I, I can't write anything as funny as this clip. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting. That is interesting. You know what? Now that you're saying that, so my dad was just in town and my dad uh, and Georgia and Isla and I watched a very old movie called Born Yesterday. Who's in that? Judy Holiday. Oh. She plays, um, it's a it's black and white. I think it was filmed in 1950. Yeah. And it's a romantic comedy with... Um, Judy Holiday and William Holden. Oh, okay. And um, I watched that movie going, I can't take my eyes off this movie. I can't stop watching her. Right. Because she's so fantastic. And the, I think what is missing sometimes is this kind of um, personality that just like bled out of her. You know, I, everything we watch nowadays is Marvel and it's bigger than I know, life. I know what you mean. And she, this was a very simple story with maybe five total characters. Yes. About a, a girl who was a dumb showgirl who was uh, engaged to a mobster and they're going to D.C. because the mobster is trying to influence uh, politics or um, D.C. And... He thinks that she's too dumb to go in society with him uh-huh. to make deals. So he right. hires William Holden to smarten her up. Uh-huh. And then smarten her up, she gets wise to what he's doing and finds herself. Uh-huh. But she's got this really high-pitched Jersey voice and she talks really dumb and she wears really like sexy for the era uh, clothing. But there's one scene where she and the mobster play gin. Yeah. And that scene is, I'm not joking, maybe five or six minutes long, and there are no words. Oh. It's just the two of them playing Jen. Really? And I could not stop watching it. Born Yesterday. Born Yesterday. Yep. It's one of those movies. I I took a film history class when I was um, studying acting, and it's one of the films that I had to study in that film history class. When Bert and I first started dating, I went through almost all of those old films I had to watch uh-huh. in that class and watch them with him. And Born Yesterday was one he was like, that was just... I'm going to watch it. An amazing movie. I know what you mean about like bleeding through the character. Like have you ever watched, um, is it Miss Maisel? No, but I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. She's like, like she plays a stand-up comic in the fifties or sixties. Like you're just like, and not only that, but it's like, you know, like, um, 
it's the time of like Lenny Bruce. So like, you're not allowed to say certain stuff. And, mm -hmm. and she really like, it's quite the performance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you don't see that, but I guess we see it all on streaming now. I guess. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What do you watch besides? I watch Curb over and over again. Such a great show. I watch, um, we watch Kill Tony mm. every Monday night. That's like our thing. Uh, did you ever watch that? Mm -mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, Albert's been on there. It's, it's, uh, I just really like it. Like it's, um, it has everything, you know, it, it has like an American, uh, America's got talent quality to it. Um, uh, it has like, it has like, it's, it can be really brutal. And, um, and it also can be like insanely uplifting. Like if somebody's good, like he'll say it, you right. know what I mean? And he'll, he'll literally take them on tour with them. Um, and, uh, but when people are bad, like, it's bad. It's bad. And then, of course, the people that he has on his guests, like he had like Ric Flair on the other night. Oh, my God. And it's just such a ride. Like, I was so excited to see Ric Flair, but then it looked like Ric Flair was too drunk, so he left early. Oh, man. And then, and like, Heartbreaking. Ric Flair, Ric Flair didn't understand what the show was, that they're, 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 there's times when they're going to be mean to people. And so he's like, he's like, I can't be here. He's like, I can't be involved in this. Oh, my and God. He left. So just that, just that element, like you don't get that on TV or... um. Which is cool, which is like, it's a cool time we're living in that like you can just, that's every Monday night I can watch that for free. Yeah, right? Yeah. It is cool. And then there's this other part of me, I talk to my kids about this all the time. When we only had three networks yeah. before when yeah. Fox showed up, it was such a different community feeling just walking around in the world. Yeah. Because you know, one in three people were probably watching The Dukes of Hazard or Fantasy Island yeah. or Low Love Boat or yeah. fill in the blank. Because yeah. there just weren't any options. So you were naturally connected by this entertainment, yeah. you know, and everybody went to the movies every weekend. Uh -huh. And we just, it's so broad now that you can really be siloed and not know. I mean, you just brought up two or three things that I have not watched. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I know what Kill Tony is and I know what Miss Maisel is, but I didn't know. I've already forgotten what the other one was. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's just it's so too much. much. And I feel... I feel bad for my kids that they don't have that sense of community and that kind of smallness of how things were when we were little. Not that I want it to be like that. I just wish they experienced that similarly somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we don't go to church. Um, that was another way that we experienced that kind of small community that wasn't just your family or your school. Yeah. outside of that. And I don't think we have that. You guys that. don't go to church? No, we don't go to church. Do you? No, I never did. I'm Jewish. Oh, you're Jewish? <laughs> so synagogue? Do you go to, is that what you call? No? Temple? Well, my kids went to temple for a while. Like for, they went to school, nursery school at a temple. So I was like, I would go sometimes when I was like around. Yeah. But it wasn't my, really my thing. Religion's no. not my thing. No. It's tough. It's tough to believe. I'm happy for people that do believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And they have like, they have this thing that's guiding them in their faith and stuff. I think that's really cool. It's tough for me to jump on board. Yeah. Yeah. If you could show me proof. Right. I'd be like, hmm, I'm Interesting. down. What will you do when you're, um, when all your kids are grown up? Keep doing this. Good question. We'll keep doing this for a while. I think we got a few more years of running this company. Yeah. Um, maybe sell the company. I don't know. We'll see. That'd be cool. Um, I'm definitely going to go on the road with Bert like one week a month. Oh, good. Uh, it's just too long. You know, something happened in the spring for me. Yeah. I've talked about this so much on my podcast. I'm sorry, guys. But like in the spring, I started, 
I had a conversation with a girlfriend about how she dates her husband, not go on date nights, but actually like actively dates him. Mm-hmm. And I went, I just, I don't actively date Bert. Mm-hmm. We go on date nights too, but there is a very different intention to actively dating someone than, hey, let's go to dinner and have an adult night out, right? Mm. So when you're actively dating someone, you think about what you look like in a different way. Yeah. You think about how you talk to them in a different way. <laughs> and so in March, I started going, you know what? I think I'm going to start dating Bert again. And it has completely changed our relationship. Oh, wow. Nothing was wrong with our relationship. Everything was fine. But it's so much better and more fulfilling now that I feel like when the kids are gone, we're just going to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, like last week he called me and he goes, for our week off, let's just go to Paris. And I went, dude, I have a high schooler. We have a high schooler. We can't just go to Paris. We're also gone for a week next week and then for two weeks at the end of October. Yeah. But this time next year, let's go to Paris. Yes, yes. Because I'll be in school. I would totally in the last minute go to Paris. That's great. And do stuff with him. So I feel like... I've already started setting up, Bert and I have already started setting up that next phase because not only do we want (laughs) to continue doing what we're doing here, but we're dabbling in like producing stand-up specials because we've produced, well, other people have produced Bert's, but I've definitely had a big hand, not in the physical, physical production, but like the creative post production of editing. I don't edit, but sitting with the editor and, and really building out an hour yeah, is one of my favorite things to do on the planet. Oh, that's great. I love it. So we've done that for another comic just to kind of see what that financial piece looks like. Can we actually produce it in house? And uh-huh. so if that works out, I think we may go in that direction. A he little talked bit. to me a little bit about that, about putting jokes in a certain place mm-hmm. and how, and that was something I never thought about. I was like, Oh, I just figured you just go up there and you do your hour and that's it and no. to keep. Um, and then he said that Netflix actually, uh, used his yes. special as a something to point to, like, oh, Bert put all his jokes up front or something, right? Is that what it was? That's right. Yeah, what they found is that people, you probably know this from YouTube, yeah. how long you retain yep. someone. Yeah. So Bert was like, well, why am I putting the best jokes after they leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I put the f- them in the front, will that retain them longer? Yeah. And it did. And it did. It worked. Wow. So he front loads everything and then it slows down a little bit and then it's got a big closer on the end. I see. So instead of retaining people for like 20 minutes, they found they were retaining for like 40 plus minutes. And Netflix gave you that info? Yeah. Oh, wow. They did. They won't and give you your ratings, but no. they'll tell you your retention. They'll tell us our retention and they, they'll tell us where he's ranked on the platform in the category. Not how many people wild. are watching. I think that's wild that they don't give you uh, an idea of who watched because Instagram tells me exactly who watched, mm-hmm. how many. YouTube tells me. Um, everybody. I think it's, I think it, it, to me, I think, I wonder if it's a way of them keeping control of being able to negotiate money. Yeah, it's got to be. To being able for the talent to value accurately. Yeah. You know, with I mean, you're in a, you're in a, I guess the only way you can tell is the only way to tell is like uh, have Shane Gillis walk down the street a week after his special is number one. Right. Right. And is it different than when Ari Shafir walks down the street and his special has 9 million views or whatever? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I guess that's the only way. Well, another way an artist can tell is about uh, from Netflix in particular is um, how many weeks you're on their top 20. Oh, right. right. So they will tell you, this is our top 20 uh, so stand-up videos for the week or the month. or It's the week, I think. 
So you can get the list of the top 20 that were viewed. Okay. So if you're on that top 20 week after week after week after week, then you go, a lot of people are watching this. Right. So you may not have the exact number, but Bert has had at least two specials in the top 20 for like two years. Oh, wow. Like consistent every single week, wow. at least two. Sometimes there's four. Right. So then you go, okay, well, he's got to be valued a lot differently yeah, than yeah, yeah, someone yeah. else on the platform. I may not have the actual numbers, but you can't tell me. You can't value it based on that. Right. That's data you're giving me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I want to go back to what you said. You were saying, talking about dating Bert and, uh, and that's like so important. That's something like I just learned like, 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 mm -hmm. uh, like last year too, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if people know that. I, d I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. And I'm like, now, now with my new relationship, I'm like, I think about everything that comes out of my mouth. I think about how I look. Yeah. I think about like, if I haven't done something for her today, like I, I gotta go do it. And, uh, and yeah, it's, like, it's, it's the only way it works. It's the only way it works. And it's the easiest shift yes. on the planet. It's the easiest thing I've done to get such massive returns on mm -hmm. investment. You know what I mean? Just to wake up and before your feet hit the ground, have that mindset of I'm dating him, not mm -hmm. he's my roommate and we have kids and, oh, let's get through this day and who's cooking dinner. You know, you can still think all that. Yeah. But when you were dating, you had a lot of those things, maybe not the kids. But Bert cooked dinner for me every day when we dated. That was one of his, he loves to cook. Yeah. So when we were first dating, he wasn't touring yet. Every day, what are you doing tonight? Can I cook you dinner? So just to shift, like, now cooking dinner is not a chore. I'm doing that because I want to cook dinner for her. That's yeah. what I want to do. Because yeah. that's what I've always wanted to do. But you get in this rote behavior of getting through the day and you just kind of forget. Yeah. And not on purpose. Bert and I were not unhappy. There was nothing wrong. Do you ever feel like you're, um, do you ever feel like you, you missed out on your career because you had kids? No. Never? No. That's I, awesome. I don't. You know why? Uh, I have not done anything in my entire life that I have enjoyed more than raising my kids. Yeah. You don't value anything higher than that. No. Yeah, yeah, Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, then awesome. watching them. Uh, learn and grow and discover. That was why the Barbie. I didn't love the Barbie movie. I haven't seen it yet because I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, it's cool. You guys want like women want to go out work. They should be paid the same. I agree. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But don't shit on like uh, a woman that wants to raise her kids too. No. You know what I mean? Like and take time to do that. No. And that's what I felt felt like the movie was missing. Mm. Um, but yeah, because I think that's really I think that's really great. And I think your kids. I think your kids. Uh, see the results in that they definitely feel love yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh and they feel love from bert you know bert yeah. on the outside it looks like he was never home but when he was home he was home yeah he did drop off he did pick up he did softball practice he cooked dinner no, every he loves night it. i know he does loves it he is the he wild and craziest white picket fence man you've ever seen mm -hmm. you know he's just a regular old married white picket fence guy that mm -hmm. happens to be highly creative. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, w I don't regret my career at all. And I've also, because I have been a partner with Bert, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't write anything with Bert. I don't do anything like that. But I'm like the sounding board he bounces ideas off of. And I go, what oh, yeah, about yeah. this? And what about that? 
I don't, it's all yeah. him, but I've definitely been a creative support and partner for him. And that's fulfilling for me. So that part of me that loved to write, I think was able to scratch that itch by helping him with all these specials. And, you know, I was really involved with the cabin and, yeah. um, and, you know, I, I get these moments where I, I would get to scratch that itch. It just wasn't sitting at a typewriter writing. I, I always say like, uh, when I come up with something funny, I don't know until I ask Naveen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then she'll either make it better or, uh, or she'll have her own idea or something. But yeah, the, you, if you don't have that, that person there that you can trust, yeah. you know, or that person that knows you, yes. the person that can say like, yeah, that's not really you though. And I'm like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. It's, uh, and without that, you know, you're just, you're completely lost. You are. Yeah. You know, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if from the outside people think that I gave up a lot, not understanding that I didn't give up anything. Yeah. That I actually am very enriched by what looks like I just support my husband. Mm -hmm. It just looks like that, but that's not what it feels like to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. me, it feels like a partnership and he is like the bright and shiny one mm -hmm. and just nobody sees me in that way. But I don't feel that way. He's never made me feel that way either. Right. He's never made me feel like, oh, no, no, no. You need to like stay over here to the side. I think, I think he, I think there, there's probably a part of him too that's like, that likes that you're not um, out there being like criticized or, no. you know what I mean? Like, or take like, like being that, being a, being as big as he is, like, I mean, it's like, it's nasty. Well, I'm sure I get criticized. He's a target. He's a target. I don't really care. I have, the thing about the difference between me and Bert is he doesn't read any of his comments and anything. I read all of them. You and do? When, oh, I read all of them. Why? When, because, I, because I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious and I'm interested. And I find it so interesting when someone has something bad to say. Yes. Because I go, wow, you really missed it. That's what my brain goes is, wow, you really missed the point. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's something bad and I go, oh, well, maybe I should look at that. I, I would. But like your wife is so ugly and fat and I go, I'm not. That's that's not true. Like, I'm not ugly and I'm not fat. So <laughs> you got problems. Oh, you're brave to sit there and read it. Oh, well, my thought process, actually it. what my brain does is I go, oh, that poor person. Right. If this is all you do with your day uh -huh. is look for negative how unhappy you must be as a human being yeah and i wouldn't want to be that and poor thing i feel so bad for them mm -hmm. there's so many beautiful things in life we don't really know either who they are it could be no. a nine-year-old sitting there typing something yeah you know so it's it's hard it's hard to um to put value in it like it's it is my my daughter read stuff online about me and she was like really upset and i was like yeah it's bad yeah, just, just lies, you know, stuff that's not true. Yeah. It's bad. It happens with Bert too. Yeah. You know, people say all kinds of shit and I just go, whatever. I, we, at the end of the day, we know the truth. Yeah. We have our own truth. Yeah. And the rest of it is just noise. Yeah. So I peel through, I get a lot of positive comments too. And those are great. Yeah. So why would I deny myself the positive ones? Because there's a few jerks that go, she's fat and ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah I go, yeah. that's not true. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take the positive all day long. So <laughs> well, that's good. You can, you can hear the positive ones. I don't think I can even hear the positive ones. Why? I don't know. If someone's in front of me, if I do like a, if I do like a, a show or something and someone comes after and they're like, oh my God, I really love that thing. I can like, I can hear it, you know? Yeah. But when it's on a screen, you're just like, that was great. You're like, 
Okay. Like, it's, it's like a computer wrote it. Right. It, there's, there's no face to it. I don't right. know who it is. Right. You know? Um, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it, this is, uh, it's so cool. I, I, I love what you guys have built here. It's like, it's so awesome. Thank you. I love it, too. I'm really proud of it. Are you it. doing TV shows, too? Um, well, something's burning. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a TV show. Yeah. I mean, it's on YouTube, but. Yeah, we should develop something. Totally. Okay. Let's do it. All right. I love, I love, I love it. Yes. You know, Bert is all about creating and developing something. Yeah. He's all about like having fun and stuff. For sure. Yeah. What's something that you want to do you haven't done yet? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, just travel, I guess. Go yeah. to Australia. Never been to Australia? No. It's awesome. Spend more time in Italy, maybe? Yeah? Yeah. So you asked me about vacationing, but we never really talked about it. Are we fun on vacation? Is that what you said? Well, yeah, you said like you were going to maybe go to France with Bert. And then immediately uh, I was like, what the hell is Bert like in France? Like, what's he? Is I that, wonder who he's doing in Paris. Is he like, <laughs> is he going to museums? No. No. I've never been there. Okay. So the difference between me and Bert is he's been everywhere. Right. With Trip Flip and, and, uh, yeah. Trip Flip. and his touring. He's traveled the world. And I've been in California raising kids. Yeah. And he's for years called and been like, I'm in Zimbabwe. You won't believe blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. ah, I love to travel. Actually, the thing that's different about me and Bert is I'm a traveler and he's a vacationer. Uh -huh. So he'll go to Bali and never leave the hotel room. And I'll be like, are you kidding me? We're in Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we yeah, have yeah, to yeah, negotiate. Yeah. Like every other day we stay in the hotel. Every other day. We go and see where we are. Okay. And then that way we both get what we need. Okay, I see. So So you'll drag him to a museum when you go to Paris. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he'll and he'll go and he'll be cool because he knows the day before and the day after. Yeah. We'll just like order room service lay at the pool and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next day we'll go do something else. Right. So so yeah, I think Do you we, have like a couple that you like vacation with? Yes. Oh, you do. We do. We have a couple that we have vacation with a lot, but we haven't gone together for a while because um, both uh, husbands are just ridiculously busy. Right. Yep. Uh, our very close friends, Sandy and Tom. Tom is a movie producer, and he's just been on movie after movie after movie after movie. Uh -huh. uh, just relentless. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we, we have been, and we well, have not now. teenagers. Well, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, yep, he's. Not now, but I think he's, now that the writer guild strike, I think he's gearing back up to finish what he started. Oh, wow. Before that, he was in the middle of production when strike happened. Yeah. So the strike wasn't that long, was it? Five months. Five months. Yeah. That's, I thought it would go longer. I thought it would go to the first of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I think this is good. Uh, yeah. So how about you? Do you vacation much? We went to Cabo mm -hmm. for her birthday. I really like Cabo. I like Cabo because it's uh, two hours. Close. Can't swim there, though, can you? In the ocean. Oh, because of the waves are too big? There's some kind of like drift, like, like yeah, something under uh, the undertow. It's something where it's like a, it's called something. <laughs> it's yeah, really helpful, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it pulls you under. Yes, it pulls you like out to sea. It's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. riptide, but it's it's an actual like current. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have heard that. Yeah, you can't um, Cabo's great. So easy, and it's uh, food's good. Have you ever been to Flora Farms? No. The what? most incredible what is that? restaurant I've ever been to. Where is it? It's in Cabo, and it's just like, um, I don't know. You just like you walk in, and it's just like, like the most beautiful flowers, the most beautiful music. 
the most beautiful people. Uh, they're serving like the, the the greatest pizza, the greatest salad we ever had. There's like goats walking around. Oh my god! Um, it's just like there's fresh fresh fruit that you can buy. Like it was just incredible. That's nice. One of the best places I've ever been. That's Flora nice. Flora Farms. I should go. Flora Farms. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so that I've been. To, I like going there. I like going to Hawaii. Hawaii's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maui's great. Well. What about your kids? I've been they, recently, but they like travel much. Your kids? No, um, not really. My son was in Europe this summer with, with his uh, bandmate, and then um, I don't know. I take my daughter to Boston to see my mom. Aww. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to travel more, but I'm just like working so much. I'm doing stand up every, every weekend. I've been doing stand up. Have you? Yeah. Where are you doing stand up? I go uh, um, just to like the improv, Funny Bone. Uh huh. Um, so I have to go back out in. And I'm opening for Murr from the Impractical Jokers too. Okay. So I've been doing that. Okay. And which is great. He's like really great. And he has like a big audience. So that's fun. And uh, and then I'm writing a TV show. That's it. You are? Yep. That's it. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot going on. So I'm supposed to shoot next year. And it's been really it's been really hard to try to um to write. Yeah. Again. Yeah. You know? That's no, like I don't that, know, because I haven't muscle. tried to write again. But well, that's not true. In the pandemic, I took like a, a UCLA extension class writing essays. Oh. And I uh, had a blast just to have something to do. You right. Know, in the pandemic, it was all on Zoom. What it did you write about? Awesome. It was a personal essay class. So each week you wrote an essay about something that happened in your life. Uh, it was amazing. So I wrote a lot about how I grew up. You know, I grew up in a real small town. Yeah. Like 1,600 people in rural Georgia. Yeah. And there's a lot of characters in places like that. Was so, it a tough place to grow up? Well, I grew up there only partly because my parents divorced when I was seven and my mom moved me to Atlanta to, uh-huh. to um, Midtown in the middle of the gay community because she thought I would be really safe with a lot of gay men. Uh-huh. And But I was the only kid in the neighborhood. Oh, wow. So I had that. And then my dad, uh, my dad's parents had an 88-acre cattle farm. Uh-huh. So I went between the two. No way. I did. Yeah. I went back and forth. I went to like, I went to six different schools, K through 12, back and forth between my parents. So I wouldn't say it was hard to grow up there. It was really cool to grow up. But now looking back, a lot of my drinking and drag racing and, you know, sex at an early age is because there's nothing to do. Yeah. There's nothing to do. You used to drag race? I drag race for money yeah. <laughs> to buy my my eight pack of pony buds. Yeah, what, what's an eight pack of pony buds? It's an eight pack of Bud Budweiser. Ah, pony a, buds. A pony, yeah, a little little pony. So you were drinking and drag racing. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Don't they go hand in hand? Yeah. You drag race for money. I did. Oh, you bet. And um, what what kind of cars you have? I had a Porsche nine twenty four. No way. I did my dad bought me one that was older, and my dad's a mechanic out on the cattle ranch. Yeah, that's what the car was. Well, my dad was a mechanic. Okay, so his parents had the had the had the farm. Got it. So he, you know, went to school, became a mechanic, and uh, when he asked me what car I wanted, I was like, I want a Porsche, thinking that would never happen. Yeah. And he bought one because yeah, he found it. one really cheap. It was wrecked, and he fixed it and fixed it up. So I raced that a little bit, but then he bought me a Conquest. I don't know if you know what that is, but um, the doors go up. No. But it was a Dodge, and it was really fast. So I would race that car a lot, too. 
And how much w- would you race for? Like five bucks or? No, I think it was like 20 bucks or something. 20 bucks. Yeah. And a, and a straightaway uh, yep, straight in away. the cornfield. Hog or... Liver Road. What? Hog Liver Road. And what about cops? <laughs> well, my dad's really good friends with all the cops. One of the reasons he bought me the Porsche was so that I was easily identifiable to the cops. Uh, 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 but Hog Liver was kind of off. Off the beaten path. Yeah, it was out of the city limits. Uh-huh. So the sheriff would have to be involved and it's a little more, you know, it's a little different. The city police and the sheriff is a little If you want to go race, you got to go outside Hogwarts, right? You know, yeah. You got to go outside the city limits. And yeah. and um, you never got in trouble for drag racing? I never got caught by the police. I did get caught driving home from racing. I met my dad in the road and I was going well over 100 miles an hour and he sold my car. And he bought me a Volkswagen Rabbit. <laughs> So he saw you doing a hundred. I met him in the road. No way. Met him in the road going home. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. And as soon as I saw him next, he was like, that car's gone. Goodbye. And I got a Volkswagen. Did ride. you write about that? I didn't. Oh, no. Nice. That's what I would be interested in here. I wrote about this guy. One of my favorite stories, this guy named, um, oh shit. I just forgot his, his last name was Ayla Wine. He had red hair. Yeah. And he never wore shoes. He always wore an overalls. And he was, we called him a, a dynamiter. Yeah. So he, you know, there's a lot of granite in Georgia and everybody needs a well in where I grew up because there's no city water. Okay. So he would dynamite granite so he could get to water. <laughs> and he used to, because his feet, he never wore shoes winter, summer, ever. So his heels, his feet were just like calloused, yeah. his whole feet. So he would, Right, he rode a motorcycle, and he would stomp bottle caps from like Coke bottles into the heels of his feet. Yeah, and then he would ride the motorcycle and drag the bottle caps on the ground, and sparks would fly off his bare feet. So I wrote about him because 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 uh, of that, and he had he told my dad this story in front of me, and I just retold this story uh, in essay form, but. He told my dad he needed to talk to my dad's Uncle Hamill because Uncle Hamill was a Mason. And my daddy said, well, why did you, why you need Hamill? And he said, well, these damn crows were in my cornfield. And I kept shooting at them and I, I can't get rid of them. So I caught one of them and tied a stick of dynamite to his foot and he landed on my chimney and blew my chimney up. <laughs> so same guy that stomped bottle caps in his heels no blew his way. own chimney up because he couldn't get rid of the crows in his cornfield. You don't, don't you miss having characters like I, that in your life? Like so that's the problem with LA. Is yep. like we're all uh, in our houses. And what's interesting about LA is we're as diverse and dynamic as we think we are. We're pretty freaking white bread. Yes. And then when you go back to places like where all of my cousins have a gun on their hip and never wear shirts and talk about shooting snakes and you go, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, This is living life. We think we're living life. Yeah. This, they drive trucks for a living and, you know, eat barbecue sandwiches every day and you go, this is at the same coffee shop. Why haven't you guys moved? Like when, why didn't you move to Austin or something? Did you? I have no interest in living in Texas. No. No, I, Texas is a great state. I think Texas is great. I, I we have so many friends here. I can't imagine uh, living without my friends. I see. No so way. That's why. I mean, my dad comes here, and my friends. It's like old home week. Yeah. And I, our friends are characters. We don't really have L.A. Even though, inarguably, some of our closest friends, one of them is this big Hollywood producer. He is the most regular. Down to earth guy. Likes to go fishing, 
mm-hmm. you know, does his own home repairs. You know, he helped me build a chicken coop in my backyard, me and him by ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. he's just a regular guy. He's also Vietnamese mm-hmm. and his wife is Chinese. And Oh, I think I've heard Bird talk about. Yeah, yeah. Sandy and Tom and yeah. the least Vietnamese are Chinese names, Sandy and Tom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they're yeah. like, you know, immigrants and refugees and mm-hmm. just got some real salt and two friends from Boston. And they're just regular people that don't work in Hollywood. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would move if I could. You would? Where would you go? Uh, anywhere. Anywhere? Yeah. Then why can't you? Because you're too much. I got my kids here. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of like what I do too is like, um, like for YouTube, like working with people that are here or collaborating or my podcast or like getting guests. So that'd be like a big shift. You would go anywhere? Yeah. I've been playing the lottery. What does that mean? I've just been playing the lottery lately. Like the actual California lottery? Yeah. I saw this, that Brian Cranston movie on a plane. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, I was like, I'm going to start playing. And so I've been playing like every, every day. Did you know the jackpot's up to 920 million? What? Yeah. It's Saturday's the next drawing. I didn't win last night. I told my kids, I go, I go, if I win, I go, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to change in any way. And then my daughter was like, okay, so did you win? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not telling. Um, but yeah, I know the odds are just so incredibly slim, but, um, I don't know. It's fun to play. It's like, whatever, something to do. Something to do. I put it in my rotation. I'm trying to live my life. Like, uh, uh, you know, like write out what I'm going to do every day and then just do that and nothing else. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I've been trying to do that. So one of them is buy lottery tickets. That's so So awesome. I just do my list and then go home, go to bed. And what does that do for you? Uh, it, it takes away the crazy. Mm. So like, cause I'll get, I get crazy. Like I'll get like, uh, like I'm bipolar and I'll be like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do next. Cause there's so many things. Yeah. It's especially like, um, in my position too, is like, I make money from YouTube. I make money from Snapchat. I make money touring. I make money from my podcast. Not a lot of money. Yeah. But I have, so there's all these things I could be doing. Yeah. I could be writing stand up. I could be working on my TV show. And so that's, that's difficult. So you're like, where do, where do you put your time? You know? I totally relate yeah. because this house juggles a lot of plates. Yeah. Bert has like three or four standalone careers. Yes. You know, that would support us just one of them. Right. And you can't neglect any of them. Right. It's really hard. I have this, I have this notebook that is literally like um, a booking notebook for hair appointments. So it's like seven days. So I have seven columns Mm -hmm. and I title each column for each category of what we have going on here. I actually have split them in half and I have 14 columns of all the shit I got to keep up with. Okay. So then I go like, this is what's going on in the studio. This is what's Burt cast. Here's something's burning. Here's touring. Uh, Here's the film. Here's wife of the party. uh, Here's, you know, my HR stuff because I'm a boss and here's my house and here's my studio house. And here's. I'd be very interested to see those columns. Oh, some of them are exhausting, but I'm the same way. If I don't put it somewhere, yeah. it'll just drive me crazy. Cause I'll, I'll be afraid I'm going to forget something. Yeah. 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 So yeah, if yeah. I just get it all and I go, okay, it's here. Here's your brain. Yeah. Now you can go over here and have like a regular conversation with somebody about, I don't know, peanuts because you can come back. It's to... all here. I've, I've some, something's holding it. Right. You know, have you ever watched Rob Deerdeck? No. He has a podcast and he's like really into that. 
where um, he he like manages out his day and like every minute is accounted for. Was well, so it? No, I don't do that. No, I don't do that either. I just vomit my to-do lists in one place. But still, what you do is good. Like that's I, I need to do that. Yeah. Gets it off my breath. Because what I found was happening when I first started taking on this role that I'm in now is that I have people who have lanes, right? This person deals with Burt Cast only, and that's her lane. And this person deals with Fully Loaded, and that's her lane. But I would forget what they were all doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would forget to follow up or help them or support them or answer a question and just forget because mm-hmm. there's like, I have like 14 lanes and yeah, you just yeah. can't possibly keep all of that in your brain. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And so I would just kept, I kept dropping balls left and right. And I go, I oh, shit, I forgot to follow up on that. Yes. So yeah, once it gets kind of all marked out, I just turn the page over and move stuff that I didn't finish and start it again. Oh, wow. It's the only way I can do it. I used to organize my days back in the day where each day had a purpose. Uh-huh. Like this day was about personal stuff. So booking teeth, vet, DMV, car repair was just on like mon- grocery store Monday. Tuesday, before anybody was running my money, was all money. Where I would balance checkbook, go through my credit cards, pay the bills, look at how our money was looking. Mm. Wednesday was volunteerism. Mm. So I've always volunteered at school. So mm-hmm. I take care of all my uh, Girl Scout troop leader for 13 years. So on that day, I took care of all my volunteerism. Thursday was a free day. So if anything overloaded and needed another day or a follow-up, it all landed on Thursday. And then Friday, I don't remember what I would do on Friday, but that's how I organized every single this is week. how you used to do it or how used you do it? Used to do it. And now I'm spread in so many different ways. I can't do it like you that can't anymore. Do it like that. But back in the day when... When, uh, probably about five years ago. Or and something. how do you like doing this? I actually really enjoy it. I think that, um, how long have you been doing this? Since March. Oh, not long. No. Oh, I thought you were doing it much longer. Well, I mean, I've been Bert's like business partner yeah. for a long time. And long time ago, Bert's never read a contract ever. Right. And he's never really looked at deal points or, or money ever i've always done that from the very beginning right right, so anytime a contract would come in and there was like i just would read all his contracts and i was the person that asked the questions of the lawyer the manager hey what does this mean and let's talk about maybe doing this differently i've been doing that for years but i haven't really taken things off his plate like Mm -hmm. creative decisions or um strategic decisions have always been i've always kind of just been in the back seat because I don't, I never wanted to be his manager. You know, that's yeah. not, I don't want to be that. I just want yeah. to be his partner. But when things started getting really big, it's, I, it just became really obvious that he just can't possibly take care of all 14 of those columns. Yeah. So I just, when I started doing this, I started kind of just making decisions on his behalf that I'd never done before, not in this way. And I really do enjoy it because I think that I came here on the planet. I don't know why, but I think I came here to be of service. No, I meant the podcast. Oh. How do you like doing the podcast? Oh, shit, Jason. <laughs> I thought you were talking about running this company. But I like that answer too. I, I, that, that was probably a better question would have been, how do you like running the company? Because that's probably like way more uh, exhilarating. Well, sometimes it's really hard. Running the company is really hard. Olipop, isn't it? I really like it. 
I found it when, yeah. I, I 45 got calories. Nothing. And it tastes like a real orange soda. And it's good for you, sort of. Sort of. Mostly good for you. It's really yeah. good for you. Let's say I love my you. podcast. You do? I do. You know, when I started it five years ago. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's been yeah. about five years. I had, That's why I was confused. Sorry. How many episodes have you done? I don't know. Halston, how many episodes have I done? Almost 300. Yeah, this will be 299. This is 299? You've been listening the whole time? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Halston? <laughs> that's my Charlie's Angels box. <laughs> it's such a Charlie's Angels box. It's, it's the exact it's, Charlie's Angels box. It's literally the Charlie's Angels box. It is the same one. They bought, they got it and rebuilt it so it would work because I can't talk to him. He's in the other room. That's really funny. And I have questions like this. Okay, so wait, how many episodes? 299. This 299. Is 299. Yeah. So proud of it. It's great. But I started it, you know, I started it before everybody and their brother had a podcast. Right. And, and, um, I needed a creative outlet that was just for me. Mm -hmm. It was piggybacking on what I was saying before is that I think I showed up here. My part of my personal purpose was to be of service to people. Mm -hmm. I tend to find myself constantly in that place naturally. So part of running this company was to be of service to Bert. And to, you know, positively service the people who work here. But I wasn't really servicing myself. Yeah. So five years ago, I was saying to Bert, like, all I do is for other people. And even though that's fulfilling, it's, nothing is just straight for me. Everything has a purpose that involves someone else, right? I was like, Bert said, you should start a podcast. And I was like, what am I going to say? Yeah. Who's going to listen to me? Yeah. And he was like, well, you have to make it something that you enjoy, that you want to keep doing. So I was thinking about that for a long time. And I was like, you know what? I have the best friends. I have created a group of friends that are just regular, normal friends that have problems like everybody else on the planet. Yeah. And I just like talking to them. So if I were a consumer, if I were a stay-at-home mom folding laundry, I would love to listen to a group of women who I felt like were my friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm going to start with. And we'll just see where we go from there. All right. So that's what I started with. And I've had so much fun um, learning about myself and about my friends because we don't talk like this when we go to dinner. We don't talk in the same way. We talk uh -huh. and have fun, but it's not the same. This is very focused and very like, Let's get into something and really talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. read a book and talk What's about it. What's something that you like discovered on this podcast with one of your friends that was memorable? Is there something you can point to that was? Yeah. We did an episode about sex. Yeah. And I did this episode with two women and then I did it with two men talking about the same things. Oh, wow. And what was really fascinating was I had the women rank the importance of sex in their day-to-day -day life. Uh -huh. And it was like number eight. Yeah. And the men, it was number one or two, depending on the day. Really? And I was like, hence the disconnect. Yes. That is so very mathematical and Were they simple. partners, the two women and the two men? Uh, one was Bert. Okay. And the other one was a partner. Yeah. And then the third one, she was in the process of getting kind of out of her marriage. Yeah. But I still needed another, I wanted another perspective. Mm. And she was someone who taught S-Factor. She taught like women's empowerment through like pole dancing. So mm -hmm. she was very kind of sensual, sexual. So I wanted to hear, and she had the same answer as the other one. It's like number eight. Wow. And then the, both men were like one or two. 
Right. Just depends on the day. And I thought, what a learning curve for both people. So I now understand how important it is to you. That's really cool. Relative to how important it is to me. Uh So now I can bump it up to like a four. If you can bring yours (laughs) down to a four, now we're firing on all cylinders. Oh, Leon, that's really great. So that was one of them. And you know what is really cool to me is that like we did a financial uh, podcast twice with our business part, with our business manager. Yeah. And I'm really good at finance, but I know very well that most people are not. So what happened from that, those podcasts is I got so many people emailing me going, I had no idea any of what you're talking about. Right. This was so helpful. And that makes me so, it's one of the reasons I read the comments Yeah, because my intention is to have a conversation where I learn and therefore you are learning if you're listening. So you were teaching people how to like um, put money away and invest and stuff like that. How to look at credit cards, Yeah. how to get a credit card, um, like a, what kind of credit card would work for you? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to pay for a credit card versus not pay for one? Um, how to invest, how to save for your retirement, when you should start saving, why you should save, what, you know, people get so afraid of that, that they're really, they really don't know even where to start answering questions. If you don't come from a family, I didn't come from a family. My dad's retirement was 20 big block Ford motors that burned up in a fire. Yeah. He, he bought all these big block motors because he knew he could sell them one at a time. And that would be his money to live on in retirement. I'm not joking. That was his retirement plan. Oh, wow. Not a 401k, not an IRA, nothing. And so I had to learn all that myself. I had to go, well, how do other people do that? Because that didn't work out, Mm -hmm. right? So what are you supposed to be doing? And once I started asking the questions, I found it wasn't quite as scary as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I bet a lot of people are really scared. I'm terrible at finances. Are you? But see, that's the thing is that it's it's not as scary as you think if you just become curious. Mm Mm-hmm. Spend the time on it. It's just curiosity. I'm just always, I spend all, I spend all my time on creative stuff. I know. That's all I do. It's just upload and I'm married to that. And yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to have Naveen do it. If she's interested. Yes, she is. What do you think, Halston? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I love my podcast. I feel Good. like now it's one in a sea of many. You know, there's so many like, um, mom podcast and girlfriend drinking with friends. And so, well, you have your audience and, and I think so. that's all that matters. You know, they come back every week. And yeah. So people that, that watch. And- yeah. They stay with me. Thank you for coming today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was just great. Great to talk to you. I just it's like, I, I, like I should have talked to you like 10 years ago. I know. I'm the <laughs> same. I always feel like I know you better than I do. Well, you know me. It's, you know who I am. Well, I do know who you are for sure. Yeah. But I do feel like I know you better than I actually do, than, than the amount of time we spend together. Well, I'll, 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 let's spend some time together. I think we should, yeah. If we get Bert off the road. And, yeah, when does he come back? Um, he's back today for one day. And then he's back, not next week, the week after, for like one minute. And Okay, so 2020, December. 2024. December. December. He's home for two or three weeks straight, December, January. I'm away in December too. You are? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm go- oh, wait, no, my, where am I going? Oh, I have my, I'm going to San Jose. 
I have a show in Irvine. I have a show in Oxnard. So that's good. And then I have, and I'm going away with Murr somewhere. Oh, good. Yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. That's so good to see you, Jason. Good to see you too. Yep. Next time. Till next time. Till next time. I think that we should.